Welcome to the Southcrest Live podcast. If this is your first time to listen, please connect with us at www.southcrest.org for more information. Thanks for listening and enjoy today's message. And you can say amen in the sermon too. God's been so good. Open your Bible, Matthew chapter 6. We are walking through the Sermon on the Mount. We've come to the place where Jesus talks about prayer. And we're going to camp here for a while. I want to focus on verse 8 where Jesus said, Your father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. I've had people say, well, if God knows everything and he's sovereign, then why do we even have to pray? God's going to do what he wants to do anyway. Why do we even pray? That's what we're going to look at for this morning. And then we're going to go into what do we say when we pray? You don't just quote the model prayer. Jesus said, when you talk to the Father, there's some things that ought to be included, and we're going to learn how to pray. We're going to talk about praying and what it means and how do you pray and why is it important, but I get ahead of myself. Let's pray right now. Heavenly Father, speak to our hearts today. We're so thankful that you already know everything about us. You know what we need. You know what we don't need. And so we come today asking for your help, help to understand, help to apply this to our own life. We pray that you just draw us closer to you. Thank you for the privilege of talking to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you want to know anything about theology, just ask preschoolers. They'll tell you. One mom was praying with her three-year-old daughter at bedtime, and she said, honey, what do you want to pray about? And immediately, her three-year-old daughter said, onions. <laughs> so mom prayed about onions. The next morning, she said, she asked her daughter, said, why in the world did you want us to pray about onions last night? And she said, well, mom, you told me that I always should pray for things that I don't like. (laughs) Four-year-old little boy was asked to return thanks or ask the blessing at Christmas dinner, four years old. So all the relatives bowed their head and they were expecting it. And he began his prayer thanking God for all his friends. He named them all one by one. And then he thanked God for mommy and daddy, brother, sister, grandma, grandpa, and all of his aunts and uncles. Then he thanked God, began to thank God for the food, and he gave thanks for the turkey, the dressing, the fruit salad, cranberry sauce, the pies, the cakes. He even thanked God for the Cool Whip. But then he paused. There was a long pause in the prayer. And after a long silence, the little boy looked up at his mom and he said, Mom, if I thank God for the broccoli, won't he know I'm lying? (laughs) You know, God knows. He knows everything about us. He'll know if we thank him for something and we don't mean it, he, he knows we're lying. There's a study taken among evangelical Christians 
It showed that the average Christian spends about three minutes a day in prayer and more than 60% admitted they did not have a regular place where they met God in Bible study and prayer. Why is it that people don't pray? S.D. Gordon said, the greatest thing anyone can do for God and man is pray. It's not the only thing, but it's the chief thing. The great people of earth are the people who pray. I do not mean those who talk about prayer, nor those who say they believe in prayer, nor yet those who explain about prayer, but I mean those who take time to pray. R.G. Lee, one of the great pastors of days gone by, said, to take prayer out of life is like taking heat out of fire, melody out of music, numbers out of mathematics, fact out of history, fiction out of literature, brains out of the skull and expecting intelligence, blood out of the body and expecting health. A lot of people have relegated prayer to a spiritual credit card. Anytime they need something or they're in a crisis, they pull it out and swipe it and expect a genie to come out and solve all their problems. But God told us to pray and to have a heavenly father who already knows what we need when we pray is a, a pretty amazing encouragement Because it tells us that when we talk to God, we're talking to someone who knows how we feel. We're talking to someone who knows what we're facing. We're talking to someone who knows what we're fighting and and what we're afraid of. He knows all of that about us. And so it's it's encouraging to know that when you come to God, he already knows. Now imagine a room, excuse me, a, a building filled with thousands of rooms And in those rooms was what you needed for life. Job possibilities, provision of every kind, guidance, wisdom to make the right decisions. The problem is all of the doors are locked. But what if someone gave you a supernatural key to open all of those doors? Well, that's what God's done when he said, I want you to pray. I want you to pray and unlock a lot of this that you need in your life. It's not like a rabbit's foot to bring you good luck, but, but, but God, God doesn't do everything for us automatically. He wants us to come to him in prayer. Prayer is a privilege where God lets us participate in what he's going to do and what he is doing. If God already knows our needs, then why should I pray? Why should you pray? Several reasons. First of all, because of his intimate invitation. Now, I use the word intimate because it's a personal invitation. It's not just a blanket. He's invited you personally. Jeremiah 33, 3, God says, call to me, I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. James 4, 8, draw near to God, he will draw near to you. Prayer is not just for a crisis time in your life. It's, it's a time to commune and converse and to contact Heavenly Father. If God knows, then why do we talk to him? I'll tell you one reason why. He loves to hear your voice. 
Do y'all remember the days? Now, you young people won't. Do y'all remember the days when the phone was either stuck on the wall or plugged into the wall? And it was awesome. You couldn't take it with you. And if you weren't home, nobody could get you. It was awesome. It was before the days of caller ID. At that time, you didn't have any ID who was on the phone. <laughs> so you picked it up, not knowing who was going to be on the other end. And, and you might hear something like this. Hey, David, this is so-and-so or this is whatever. And, you, and a lot of times you would go, hey, it is so good to hear your voice. You hadn't talked to them in a while, especially if it was your children or your grandchildren. It's so good to hear from you. Did you know God's the same way? God just wants to hear you talk to him. Why? Because he loves you. That's why. Anybody in here got any perfect kids? I don't see any hands. I'm, I'm afraid to ask about grandkids. I'm afraid all the hands would go up. But, but no perfect kids in here. They, they disappoint you. They let you down. They make mistakes. But do you still like to hear from them? You see, we kind of get this idea that if I talk to God, he's going to know everything about me. <laughs> Guess what? He already does. He wants to hear from you. Oswald Chambers says the meaning of prayer is not that we get an answer but that we get a hold of God. He, we do not pray to get his attention. We pray because we have his attention. What if prayer didn't exist? What if God said, I don't want you to talk to me. You cannot talk to me. I will not talk to you. I'm not going to intervene in your affairs. If you want any help, sorry, you're on your own. <laughs> well, I guess we literally wouldn't have a prayer, would we? But the good news is that God wants us to pray so that we can get to know him better. It's connecting with the heart of God. Prayer is not measured by how many words that you say. I mean, mercy, I've talked to people who can talk and 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 never say anything. You know any people like that? Yakety, 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 yak. And they don't ever say anything worth hearing. Well, a lot of Jesus was talking about the Pharisees. He said, don't, it's not your long prayer. God just wants to hear from you. God wants to talk to you. Psalm 62, 8 says, trust in him at all times. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Our closeness to God can be measured by not how much we pray in church, but how much do we talk to God when we're out of church. Really, do you ever talk to him? James 4, 8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Drawing near does not mean the proximity because a man and woman can be standing next to, a husband and wife can be standing next to one another and their hearts be anywhere but there. He's saying, put your heart into it. Get your heart close to God. Jesus said about the Pharisees in Matthew 15, 8, the Pharisees honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. 
So we can, we can repeat prayers. We can babble on. But if God already knows anything, why should I pray? For one reason, God has invited you to talk to him. Pretty cool, huh? You ever thought about it? He's the creator. He's invited us to pray. Another reason is because of his incessant, continuous is the word incessant, his incessant command, his imperative. He tells us to. Listen to the scripture. Matthew 7, 7. We'll eventually get to Matthew 7. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer. What part of everything do you not understand? Everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. If anybody says to you, why should I pray if God, because God is sovereign and God knows everything, God's going to do what he wants to do. Why should I pray? Here's a simple answer, because he told you to. Did your parents ever say to you, if they told you to do something and you asked them why, what was the answer? <laughs> because I told you to. Now, I, I don't know about your parents, but my parents never did say, because I suggested it to you. <laughs> no, I told you to. What God is saying to you, I want you to pray because I told you to. I'm commanding you to. The Bible contains 377 references to praise. Now, we like the praise. Let's praise God together. Let's sing. Let's honor him. Let's praise him. Let's give. Let's honor him. We praise and we praise and we praise. But did you know there's 375, just two less, references to prayer? But we don't focus on the prayer too much. 650 prayers listed in the Bible, 450 recorded answers to those prayers in the Bible, and the Bible records Jesus praying 25 times. I know he prayed much more than that, but if Jesus needed to pray, don't you think we need to also? Hmm. He commanded us to. Simple answer. He invited us. He commanded us. Another reason is because of our inadequate intelligence. That's a simple way. It's, a, it's an, um, a complicated way of saying we don't know everything. I know some of you do. I've met some people who know everything. <laughs> Most of them are 15 years old. <laughs> if you've ever had a 15-year-old, you know what I'm talking about. James 1, 5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Romans 8, 26, likewise, the spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings, which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is. Because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. This verse says the Father already knows what you need. 
Do you know everything you need? Not really. You know a lot of things you need, but you don't know everything you need. But God does. But see, we have limited knowledge. We have limited understanding, and we can't figure it all out. We don't always know what to do. And it, 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 picture a, a dad. A dad's got a, a, a three- or four-year-old on the floor. He's sitting in his chair on the floor. He's watching his daughter or son, doesn't matter, working a puzzle. The child is struggling, can't get all the pieces in the right place. He sees it simply. <laughs> all she's got to do is turn that piece around, and it'll fit over here. But he's watching. Doesn't do anything. And finally, his daughter climbs up in his lap and says, Daddy, would you help me put my puzzle together? And he smiles and bends down, and together they begin to pick up each piece, and they put the puzzle together. Now, why didn't the father help the daughter earlier? For one thing, she didn't ask for his help. For another, he wanted her to try on her own. And most of all, he wanted her, he wanted her to ask for his help. And when she did, he was honored to bend down and help. Now, this is a picture of the Heavenly Father, how he deals with us. How many times has he watched us make a mess of things thinking, if you would just ask for my help, I could steer you the right way. But we don't ask. Sometimes he wants us to come to the end of our own pitiful resources before he intervenes. And when we cry out in despair, he's honored. And he knows that we need him desperately and it shows our complete dependence on him. And every prayer is the cry of a child saying, Father, I cannot do this by myself. You don't know everything. You cannot steer your own life. You don't always know the right way to go. And that's why sometimes we, we just don't even know what to say. You ever felt like there's been a time in your life when you just ran out of words? You maybe you're so tired, you don't know how to pray, or maybe the situation's so complicated, you say, God, I don't even know what to ask you in this situation. Well, Romans tells us that the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us because he knows what we need. Well, one of the reasons we pray is because we don't know everything. Still another reason is because of his immeasurable insight. How do you measure the intelligence and knowledge of God? You can't. Listen to Psalm 147, verse 4. He counts the number of the stars. He calls them all by name. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding is infinite. Matthew 6, 8, for your father knows the things which you have need of before you ask him. Matthew 6, 32, for after all these things the Gentiles seek, your heavenly father knows that you need all these things things. Did you know that when you talk to the Lord, now listen to me. Did you know when you talk to the Lord, watch me, I'm up here, not over there. I don't like talking to the side of your head. Y'all don't think I see you, do you? 
you, I don't think people really think I have eyes. They do. Do this. They know he doesn't see me. He doesn't see me. That was ugly. Did you know when you talk to the Lord, you don't tell him anything he doesn't already know? God knows everything. Some people are afraid to pray because they're afraid, if I start talking to the Lord, he's going to find out everything about me. But right now, he doesn't know. It's amazing how many people don't come to church because they think they're hiding from God. It's amazing how many people don't pray because they don't think, if I I don't talk to him, he won't know. The Bible tells us he numbers the stars in the sky and knows them all by name. You know what that means? He knows your name. He knows everybody in this church. Do you know everybody in this church? No, I, I'll tell you this. I'm, I'm not a gambling person. I don't bet because that's, I don't think that's good stewardship. I just don't. It's God's stuff. I don't need to be gambling it, but that's a whole other story. But I would gamble on this. I bet there are people in this very room who met somebody new last week and you ran into them today and you can't remember their name. <laughs> I knew it. I can see all the smiles. God knows everybody here. He knows the number of hairs on your head and how many you left in the brush this morning. For those of you who combed your hair. <laughs> Some of you, ask, well, I can't tell. I'm just kidding. I got to keep you awake. You're sleeping on me. Listen, if God knows all the people on this planet, He's not surprised when your gallbladder acts up. He knows about the crabby boss that you have or what you did or didn't do. Listen to Psalm 139, verse 1. Oh, Lord, you've searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. If we could add to it, it would be before I text anything, you already know what I'm texting. See, the total knowledge of every aspect of your life, God has that. He knows your secret thoughts. He knows your hidden motives. He knows your unspoken dreams. He knows what you're going to say before you open your mouth. And you know what's liberating about that? What's freeing about that? Is that I don't have to go into a lot of detail to tell God what's on my heart. I don't have to holler at him. Have you ever seen somebody pray that if they don't pray loud, God won't hear me. And now in the name of Jesus, I ask for this. I'm not knocking it, but there's some people who think God's deaf. You don't have to holler at God. I don't have to go into some long explanation. I don't have to give all the details. Well, you know what she said to me, and he said this, and she said, no, he already knows. I I don't have to repeat myself unless I want to. I don't have to repeat myself unless I want to. 
have to pee myself. I said, I want to. <laughs> he got the message the first time. Immeasurable. He knows everything. You don't hide anything. And after we've made our request to God, especially regarding the issues of life, we say, but Father, I trust you. I believe you know what's best. That's why the most basic prayer is always thy will be done. We're going to talk about what to pray. You know what? God, the Lord never intended for us to recite the model prayer. It says, in this manner, therefore pray. He didn't say pray this. I'm not saying it's wrong, but a lot of people can recite the Lord's Prayer and not even know what they're talking about. We're going to talk about what to say when you pray. How do you pray? What do you say to the Lord? What is the attitude? It's all right here in the model. It's not the Lord's Prayer. It's the model prayer. And a model is something that is a... Uh, a, a a replica of the real thing. It's it's not that it's not important, but just repeating this model prayer doesn't do anything to you, for you. Well, the last reason, it's not the last of all the reasons, but the last one I'm going to share with you is because of his infinite identity. That's a complicated way of saying he is God and you're not. (laughs) Hmm. Isaiah 40 verse 26 says, lift up your eyes on high. And see who has created these things, who brings out their host by number. He calls them all by name. By the greatness of his might and the strength of his power. Isaiah 45, 5 says, I am the Lord. There's no other. There is no God beside me. And I've already said to you, Psalm 62, 8, trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. We pray because God is God and we're not. Well, I already know that, Pastor. Okay? But the first rule of the spiritual life is based on this simple truth that God is God. He runs the universe and we don't. We pray to Him because He's in charge and we're not. And when we do not pray, it's because we've forgotten who God is and who we are not. Because if I don't pray, I'm basically saying, God, I don't need you. I got all this. I got it figured out. I'm in control. I don't need you. Well, no, that's not what I meant. Well, think about it. If you don't ever ask for his direction and, and help and guidance, then you're saying, God, I, I, you may be in charge of the universe, but I'm in charge of my little world right now. I don't need you. That's not how you feel. I don't believe. Sometimes we see little signs that say prayer changes things. I believe that's true. But the first thing prayer changes is us. It teaches us to completely depend on him. It reminds us that he is God and we're not. Why pray if God knows everything in advance? Because he's invited us. Because he commanded us. Because he knows everything and we don't. Because he's God. 
I don't completely understand everything about God, and neither do you, because we are finite. We are limited. God is unlimited. But in a sense, God has limited what he will do on this earth to allow us to be part of what he's doing on this earth. And he tells us, I want you to ask. I want you to be part of the kingdom coming on earth as it is in heaven. So we're going to talk about it. But I will tell you this. You can't really get close to the Lord if you don't know him. A lot of people know about him. They're religious. They grew up knowing about God. But they don't know him. Because the only way to have a relationship with God, since our sin has separated us from him, is for somebody to pay the wages of sin, which is death. And Jesus Christ came and lived a perfect life. And God put on him the sin of us all when he died on the cross. Sinless blood was shed to pay the price for our sin. And he rose again the third day. And he now makes intercession for us. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the only way to God. And if you don't come through Jesus, you don't have a relationship with him. A lot of religious people on the earth today, but a lot of people that don't know God, I want to get to know him better. I'm his child. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, Romans 8, 1 says. And the way we get to know him is to talk to him. But what do I say? Well, that's what we're going to talk about the next few weeks. What do you say? What's included in this model prayer? It's not as hard as you think. Think about it. The God who created you, who gave you life, wants to talk to you. Dreams can be crazy at times. You be real careful how you interpret a dream because it may just been the pizza you ate at night before you went to bed. I don't remember a lot of my dreams, but I remember, it's interesting that I remember last night of all things. I usually don't sleep very well on Saturday night, but I actually slept enough to dream last night and I dreamed that I was standing, talking face to face with President Trump. Where it came from must have been what I ate. And the next thing I know, I'm with President Trump and we're both in water up to here. There may be some symbolism there. I don't know. But what I, but what was one of those dreams that was so real when I woke up, I went, oh man, there was a couple of things I wanted to talk to him about. It was that real to me. On the way to church this morning, early, I was thinking, I really wish I could have talked to the president. But then I got to thinking, I can talk to the one who created the president. I can talk to the one who created the world. I don't have to have an appointment. God, who knows everything about us, has invited us 
to me. You don't have to come through anyone. You don't have to pray through a priest. Come to me. We, the high priest, Jesus, is, is making intercession for us. Talk to me. Why would God want to talk to you and me? Because he loves us. He died for us. And if you can't talk to the Lord unless you have a relationship with him. The commitment is, Lord, I, God, I ask you to forgive me because I know my sin has separated me from you. And I ask you to forgive me. God says, I will. I will because Jesus paid the price. Would you bow your heads with me for just a moment? And, and what I want you to do is I want you to focus on the Lord for just a second. Try to clear your mind. Don't interrupt the Lord here. Try to clear your mind here. And, say, and, and just say, Lord, I want you to know that I really do love you. Don't you like to hear you have your kids tell you that you love them? You know what? God likes to hear that too. I love you, Lord. Lord, we're sorry for the, how long it's been since we've talked to you. Help us to overcome that. Teach us how to pray. Teach us how to spend time with you just to, just to visit. I pray for those that don't know you as Savior. They, they need to come to you through saving faith. And just like we sang about earlier, your grace will, will definitely cover our sin. Lord, we're sorry it's been a long time since you heard from us. And we want to listen to you also. If you're telling, Lord, if you're telling folks they need to be part of this church, then you bring them. If you're telling people they need to be baptized, you bring them. But most of all, we pray you'll speak to the hearts of those who've never received you as their Savior, that they might commit their lives to you now. Lord, we pray that no one will interrupt you talking to the hearts of people in the next few minutes. So we ask you to speak to hearts as they come. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like more information, to make a commitment, or to request prayer, please text the word podcast to 555-888. You can also connect with us on our Southcrest app or our website for complete worship services or to plan to visit us in person. Thanks again for listening.